Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 138 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm talking about how to jumpstart or restart your mobility routine, the best triggers and cues to help you gain momentum, and why relying on willpower is a waste of time and what you can do instead. So I get it. It can be really challenging to build new routines and new habits. In fact, I talked to two clients today, and that was mostly what we talked about is how to get into the groove of doing your mobility. I don't have to convince you that it works or you wouldn't be here, but the biggest struggle is, okay, how do I actually do this on a daily basis? And I do my body maintenance and my workouts regularly, but it has not always been that way. I will never lie to you. It has not been easy, but I also believe that you can always start again. And that means it's never too late. It's never been too long. You've never been in this situation for such a long time that it's permanent. You can always start again. But mind you, this is not the same thing as starting tomorrow and constantly putting it off. So today, I want to share some of my tried and true tips to help you jumpstart your movement routine and help you get back into the swing of things. Because once you are able to do your body maintenance and your mobility on a regular basis, that's when the magic happens, right? That's when you're able to feel the change and really build strength sustainably and do it in a way that is sustainable, that is a habit that you can get into and it's going to stick with you for the rest of your days. Man, this got real dark real fast, but let's get into it, okay? So the first thing that you need to know to get into your movement routine is that you are not gonna nail it on the first try. And this is coming from one overachiever perfectionist to possibly another. You have to start somewhere, okay? Because if you think that on your first outing, it's gonna be perfect and you're gonna nail it and you're never gonna fail again. You are in for a very sad and rude surprise. And I know that you're thinking this because, I mean, honestly, how many times do we do this? I do this to myself too. I wanna try a new recipe and it's better be perfect. And the first time it comes out, I'm like, "Uh, well, it could be better. I'm not expecting perfection because expecting perfection is already setting you up for failure. And as a perfectionist, it's like, we know this logically, but emotionally, it never works like that, right? But you are not gonna start the thing with a plan to already stop. But if you let this perfectionism get in the way, you're gonna be thinking, oh, I better do it, you know, six hours a day. Um, I have to have perfect form or you know what? It's not even really worth it. Why should I even bother? And that's not true. Listen, you are going to stop, right? And gonna have to start again. You are probably going to get sidelined by an injury at some point because when you move your body, like life happens. 
having a body maintenance plan and learning the fundamentals of good movement are going to help you avoid those things possibly, but there will be starts and stops. Now, as I record this for you, I haven't worked out in over a week and I'm not concerned because I know that tomorrow I'm going to teach a garage party for the movement mavens. We're going to get a workout in. And I also know that my habit, like it's a program at this point. I don't have to think about it. And that's what I want for you is to get to the point where your movement habit is so ingrained in your schedule, in your routine, that anytime there's a disruption, if you were traveling as I was, or you're just really tired, honestly, like there's days where I wake up, if I'm too fatigued, I don't even bother because what's the point of stressing my body out more? But I'm not concerned. Because I know that come Tuesday morning at 8.30, I'm going to be back out there in my garage working out. On Thursday, I'll be back out there in my garage working out. That it's going to happen because I have set up the triggers and cues to remind me. We're going to talk about those in just a second. I just wanted to start with a reminder to give yourself grace, right? Give yourself room to make mistakes and leave room for improvement without having to feel like you totally messed up and it's not worth even trying or pursuing. And if you're like, wait a minute, how is that going to help me get into my movement routine? We have to talk about that first before we even get into the other stuff. Okay. So you're not going to nail it. It's going to be messy, but I want you to try and then give yourself a pat on the back, a high five, whatever, because you did something and something is always, 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 always better than nothing. Okay. Now the next thing that is going to help you get into your movement routine is to have a trigger or a cue that will remind you. And every successful habit starts with one of these. Now, if you have a dog or even a cat, my cat has some triggers too. What does your dog do when you pull out the leash? They get excited. Mine starts panting. She starts like doing all these circles. She starts jumping. She's so excited because the leash, me touching it, honestly, even if I touch it accidentally trying to get something out of that little cubby hole, she knows good things are coming. We're going outside. I love to be outside. And she's excited about that. For my cat, he also knows the crack of the can when he hears that, man, that little cat will come from anywhere in the house running to the kitchen because he knows that good things are coming. So what is your leash? What is your can of fancy feast? What is that thing that when you see it is going to remind you that, oh my gosh, good things are coming. Now, sometimes triggers and cues can be a little bit, I guess, less exciting than cracking a can of Fancy Feast. Things that I do are to set out my clothes the night before because, again, that's one less thing I have to think about in the morning. I see the clothes. I go, yep, today is the day that I'm working out. And I haven't done a scientific study on this. And of course, we're talking of an end of one here. But the nights that I don't set out my clothing, it's so much easier to just be like, oh, well, I don't really have time and I don't really want to. It's a lot easier to brush it off when I haven't already taken the steps to prepare. Okay. Um, also setting a calendar reminder. It is in my calendar Tuesdays and Thursdays at 830 that I work out. I have the luxury and privilege to be able to block that out and to not schedule things around it. And I understand that that might not be the same for you, but maybe looking at your calendar that we can advance knowing where your meetings are and having that workout time or that mobility time on your calendar at a place where you know it's going to happen. 
Another option would be to do this calendar reminder at the end of your day because your day's got to end at some point, right? If there's something that you do every evening, maybe watching TV with your partner or just watching TV with yourself, pair that as the cue for you to then do your mobility work. You set out your therapy balls, you do your stretches, you do your mobility, you do all of your stuff there as you're watching TV. Another thing you can do is use notifications from apps on your phone. So if there's a workout app that you really like to do, I'm sure all of them have notifications that you can turn on. So you get that little ping reminder of like, hey, don't forget to do whatever it is that workout or again, mobility work that you want to do. Having a trigger or a cue to remind you that it's time to do the thing is so important into making movement a habit. Now, remember I said, you're not going to nail it on the first try and don't let your perfectionism get in the way, right? We often start thinking like, okay, I'm going to work out eight days a week and every morning at 6 a.m. That bar is so super high. It's no, right? It's just, it's not going to happen. So the trigger is a reminder to do the thing and then make sure that that thing that you're doing isn't unreasonable. Maybe it's just, I'm going to start with, you know, five pushups inclined off my couch, or I'm going to start with a 15 minute workout on, you know, the app or whatever it is. Use that trigger or cue to remind you, get into the habit so that you're doing it at the same time consistently week after week, and then start to go in and make stuff more complicated by adding on more things. But don't start super complicated and then get overwhelmed, okay? And if you need a reminder, right, of what a good trigger is, just think like, what would your dog get excited about? And then do that for yourself, right? Our animals are excellent reminders of how these triggers and cues are signals that good things are coming. We're going to talk about how to make it be a sign for your brain that good things are coming, but it doesn't have to be super complicated, okay? When you commit to this super strong cue, That's going to remind you to do your workout, your movement routine. It becomes like clockwork, right? Your brain starts to anticipate that that thing is coming. And I've hinted at this already, but remember how I said I set my clothes out the night before? The trigger to work out is actually starting the day before, right? That night when I pick out what I'm going to wear to do my workout, when that Britney Spears shirt comes out of the closet and is ready to be put on the next day, like I am excited to put that shirt on. (laughs) So by the time I've gotten up and gotten dressed, we are already in the process of the movement routine. We are in the process of the habit as well. And if you're not a morning person, you can have these triggers at other times of your day. Again, maybe it's setting a timer on your phone or, you know, immediately after lunch, you just head outside to go for a walk. Or if you have a daily, you know, meeting or phone call with your team, you do a quick workout once that's done. If again, your schedule allows for it, but just take a look at your calendar right now hit pause. And I want you to think of something that happens on a regular basis, preferably at the same time week after week, that you can start to use as a trigger for your workout. Because, and I've heard this time and time again from clients, oh, I'll just see like fit it in wherever. If you don't have a preset idea of committing to when it's going to happen, it's not going to happen. I All the best intentions, I, I know, it's, but trust me, it's not going to happen. So if you have a variable schedule week after week, this might be a process that you do 
week after week, which is absolutely fine. Like I said, I do Tuesdays and Thursdays, but there's some weeks where again, I look at my calendar and I say, "Mm, Thursday's not a good day. We can fit it in Friday after this. But I know that there's two days a week where it is going to happen and my body and brain and mental health rely on it now. So the momentum of the task are a lot easier because I've built up that habit. Today's episode is brought to you by the Bodywork Starter Guide. When it comes to self-massage, you might be wondering if what you're doing is actually helping, or maybe you're wondering what you should be doing in the first place. Because massage is one of the best ways to erase tension, and it's super effective when you get into a regular routine. But you might be wondering where the heck should you start? And why does it hurt so much to roll out your hips and hamstrings? Well, my Bodywork Starter Guide has you covered. You'll learn my favorite places to roll right now for quick relief, plus three reasons why stretching is only a temporary fix. And whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, bodywork can help. You can get the bodywork starter guide and get rolling right now by heading on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork. All right, let's get back to the show. So remember about your dog and their leash or your cat and that bag of salmon treats or click of the can of fancy feast opening up. We want our brain to get into the feeling and the chemical rush of good things are coming because of this thing, right? So your brain loves dopamine. And I want you to start to think like, what can you do to get that dopamine hit either pre-workout or post-workout that makes you want to do it again and again? And having special rituals around your workout that help you to look forward to it also can make it really fun and make you want to do it again. Maybe there's a playlist that you love listening to and you put all your favorite music on. I don't listen to music a ton outside of the kitchen or my workouts. And so that's a time for me to listen to my favorite songs. I look forward to that. Maybe there's a special drink or a snack that you'll have before or after your workout. I like to make a kind of like a chocolate shake with Amino Co's heel and uh, oat milk for before my workout. Uh, After I make a quick breakfast and I'm very food motivated like my dog. So this works for me, right? I'm excited to have that chocolate deliciousness before I work out. I'm also excited about the avocado toast I'm going to have after. And to be honest, I often spend my workouts thinking about how I'm going to prepare my meal. And so for me, that's the enjoyable part of it is you know, what happens with the meal. I mean, honestly, too, like as I'm talking about this, something that's coming to mind for me as well is that we think that as adults, we should just be able to rely on willpower. And no, 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 right? You don't need to make all of those decisions every single day. And the more you can set yourself up to have that cue and then that reward closer together, the easier it is to get into habits and routines and things that help make you feel better and to help make your mental clarity feel better and just make you be the person that you want to be. Because everything is a habit now, whether you recognize it or not. You know, <laughs> picking up my phone and I go to Instagram instantly, that's a habit. That's a habit just as much as doing my workout is. 
So where can you put the celebration or the the thing you want to do as close to the workout or the movement as possible so you get that dopamine rush? I already talked about putting on a special article of clothing, whether that's like your favorite pair of pants or those new shoes you're really excited about. Maybe you get stoked about your cold shower. I mean, honestly, this is about what works for you and keeping it as simple as possible. So we can also keep things super, super simple right? So what if I just told you the best news of your life? Like I called you up and I was like, Hey, I have a check here for $1 million just for you. What's the first thing that you would do? Is it a, like, like your touchdown dance, right? Do you do a dance? Do you do a high five to yourself? Are you like, yes, with like a double fist pump, whatever it is, this is your default celebratory dance. And I want you to remember this. I learned this from BJ Fogg's book, Tiny Habits, which is based all on habit research. And if you are interested in what I'm talking about today, that's an amazing book to listen to or to read. So maybe you do your workout and then you end by clapping for yourself. You're like, good job, self. We did it. Or you give yourself a pat on the back or you just do, you know, you put your favorite song on and you do a quick little dance. I hope you're dancing right now because I am. Or you're just like, yes right? Whatever your touchdown celebratory dance is, pair that after you do your workout and give yourself that dopamine rush so that your brain goes, ooh, here's the trigger. I do the thing and then good things are coming my way. It's really as simple as that. Think again of you know, the can of cat food opening or the leash being touched. My dog also, now when I put on a sweatshirt, she gets super excited because she knows that that means we're going outside, but it doesn't always, but she's still, she's ever hopeful that the sweatshirt means we're going outside. And oftentimes I have to tell her like, no, no, I'm, I'm just cold. But figure out for you, for your brain, for your life, what is the thing where you do the thing, you get your dopamine hit, and then you do it again. And that is going to be the most successful setup for you to get into the flow of doing your movement or exercise routine regularly. And a lot of people want to skip this part because, yeah, you look ridiculous, you know, dancing around your garage gym. (laughs) But making celebration a part of the ritual helps to integrate it into your life. So it starts to feel supernatural. It starts to be something that you can do without thinking, which leads me into our next point, which is that willpower has nothing to do with it. If you want to really make a change, you have to get strategic about it. There's this common misconception that if you want something enough, it'll just happen. But wanting, it doesn't, it just, it doesn't do it. Okay. Because it also, the flip side of that coin is that if you haven't been able to make it work, it's a failure on you and it's your fault. And to be honest, I call bullshit on that. Your inability or ability to build a new habit has nothing to do with willpower because the conversation we should really be having is not willpower, but about decision fatigue. Think of how many decisions you make in a day from the color of the socks that you're going to put on to what you're going to have for lunch to the bazillions of decisions you may make for your family or your household or your work and having to decide even about a workout. Should I work out? Yes or no is another thing to do on the list. To be honest, by the end of the day, I've run out of steam. I don't have any more decisions (laughs) to give. There's none, which is why the seemingly little things like scheduling your workout or setting out your clothes the night before seem trivial, 
But that's what actually will tip the scale and get you into the groove. All the little things count and they all add up. Because if all you have time to do is walk around the block and then you do that celebration dance because you did something, that's awesome. Celebrate that because you do that consistently enough and then your brain is like, ooh, this is easy. We can definitely do this. What else can we do? And then you start to... I would say complicate things, but add on, right? We start out with this all or nothing attitude and it's always going to be a recipe for failure. Just get started, start small and then do it again and again and again. And you can get more complicated and you can get strategic about how you're doing it later, but just get started. So remember, you have your triggers that remind you what to do. You're going to celebrate that you did it, and then you're going to repeat it and set yourself up for success by making as many decisions ahead of time or making as many decisions non-negotiable so that they're not actually decisions so that you can do the thing. Now, whether you're just starting out or you're needing an extra set of eyes to help you find some blind spots, getting strategic is so much easier when you have an external set of eyes looking at you, right? Coaching makes this process a whole lot easier. And it also offsets that strategic thinking to an expert and someone who has done it before so that you don't have to think about that too, right? You can just do the thing. You don't have to plan the thing that you're gonna do and then do it. You can just do the thing. And I would love to do that for you with one of my mobility assessments. So here's how it works. You send me a video of you doing four specific moves, And I use that video and what I see in your movement and your posture to create your mobility workout plan. We'll meet together for two video calls, one to set up the plan, make sure I'm covering everything you need, and a second a few weeks later for any questions that might come up. I will send you a link to your own page on my website with all of the videos you need with your PDF plan and the foundations of good movement so that you have everything you need to get moving, to stay moving, to improve your posture, and to feel better. And here's the extra exciting part for you, dear podcast listener. I'm offering you $50 off a mobility assessment when you use the code COACHME, one word, at checkout. So just head on over to aewellness.com slash mobility to learn more about the mobility assessment. You will be able to see my calendar once you have purchased it. So if you have any questions about that, and then use that code COACHME at checkout uh, so that you can save 50 bucks. And if you have questions about it, you also know where to find me, right? You can send me an email. You can go to aewellness.com slash mobility. There's a little chat bot down there in the corner. You can send me a carrier pigeon. You can hit me up on social media. I am here. But remember, when it comes to getting started with your movement routine or honestly any habit, set a trigger, celebrate your wins, and plan ahead so that you do not have to rely on willpower. So I want to hear what was your biggest takeaway from today's episode? Maybe it's the progress you've been able to make by implementing even just one of these tips that's gotten you into the groove. Or maybe you just had a light bulb moment that was really super helpful. I want to hear about it. Even if you have questions, all right, take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram. I'm at Hala for Mala. You can call the Body Nerd Hotline at 818-396-6501. You can drop me an email at hello at aewellness.com. And don't forget that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerd Group, and all things podcast related live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. That way you'll never miss an episode, even though they come out the same time every week. Thursday mornings. <laughs> thank you for leaving reviews. That really, really means a lot. And also thank you so much for sharing the show. This month, we ranked the highest on the Apple podcast charts that we ever have in alternative health. And I have you to thank for that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like seriously. Thank you. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, setting out our Britney Spears cutoff tank tops the night before, <laughs> and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks, and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.